Good evening, intrepid listeners. Um, I feel like I need to come in here real quick and apologize for the general sound quality of my own voice in this episode. We tried something a little different with the recording, and I didn't realize it until afterward that my voice was peaking a lot. I've since fixed it, but and so it's not like loud or obtrusive, but the quality has dipped a little bit. So I want to apologize for that. I still think the episode is good and totally salvageable, but your mileage may vary when it comes to the quality. So bear with me. It's good. I promise. And uh, here comes the bullshit. So remember when we told you about uh, we had we saw a mouse in our house and all that? Um, we think it left. Yeah, we haven't seen it in a couple days. And not only that, like, we turned our whole living room upside down. It is nowhere to be found. Like, we were, like, moving shit, and it's like, there's no sign of it anywhere. No rat, no mouse poop, no uh, chewed things, none of our traps have been sprung. I swear, we're going to lose our minds, and we're going to turn into Nathan Lane by the end of this. Jesus Christ. I would, I would leave the, the traps where they are just in case it comes back. That's yeah. kind of oh, our cool. plan. I found my notes from the bye-bye, man. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. My top, my top note is, I am baffled this was released as a finished product. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen anything since Bye-Bye Man, though, that you think would, would make Bye-Bye Man look like a good film? Though? I know what he's Yeah, we, we saw uh, Slender Man. Oh, that's, oh yeah. there you go, Slender Man. Yeah. What about Cats? Uh, that's a different beast. That's yeah. true. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the cats movie, but I'm, that's a different beast. Hey, can we? If it, do you think if we invited the cast of cats over here, they would get the mouse for us, or would they just dance around creepily? They'd be dance. I think it would do a lot more harm than good. Well, then the mouse would. Set, what would happen is the mouse would still be here, but it would have a human child's face. Oh God! <laughs> why would you? Why? Okay, I'm gonna have nightmares tonight, and it's all because of you, you jackass. <laughs> It's it's it, well either way I think it's gone, um, but uh, but now I'm gonna have nightmares that I'm Nathan Lane and this is all mouse hunt. Mm-hmm. So one of actually I I basically looked up a bunch of like tricks to like see what else to prevent any mice from coming in. Apparently peppermint oil, but it has to be very strong peppermint oil. Uh, so our house smells vaguely like mint chip ice cream. Yeah, um, mm. but apparently they hate the smell. Like every. And I've looked through all these source and articles. They said, yeah, peppermint, they hate that smell. Is that the sprayer right there? Yeah, that's the spray right if there. If I spritzed it right in my mouth, would I die? I mean, it wouldn't be, it would probably not taste good. It, it's peppermint and water mixed together. So Yummy. Welcome to Undercooked Analysis, where I try peppermint water. Do it. Do it. Yeah, it's going to taste bad. It's going to be. I am really, no, I really shouldn't, honestly. <laughs> I'm, hey future david you know, if you, you edit it so it sounds like i did it no just kidding. <laughs> uh if th- this is your first time on our podcast um i'm not gonna i'm gonna stop apologizing you should have gone back to some of the earlier ones to figure out what we're doing but if not hey this is a show where we read stuff and then talk about it uh usually internet related horror stories or horror stories that are released on the internet they don't always have to be about the internet this one does not seem to be about the internet it actually was a story that we were uh, submitted during our last uh, live stream. But I'll get to that in just a moment. I am your beleaguered, exhausted uh, uh, front man, 
uh, of this band, David King. Seated right next to me is my uh, my partner and long-suffering wife, Kayla. Hi. <laughs> um, somewhere in the in the far distance uh, is the uh, is that legendary uh, unicorn, uh, Alan Cheney. That is me. And um, I think under my bed somewhere is Sade. I'm not. I'm not under the bed. I'm just in the spare bedroom. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, I was wondering why I was hearing noises up there. <laughs> oh, that's what the scratching is. It's not the. Oh, mouse. it wasn't a mouse. It was Sade the whole time. <laughs> Sade, why do you scamper across the floor and freak us out at random intervals? <laughs> uh, it's old habit. Sorry about that. And, and, and by the way, you you, you might want to you might want to lay off whatever you're doing because you got really small. Like you're so tiny. Like well, just, I think I think Sade is the exact same height that I am, actually. Yeah, but like Sade could fit under our refrigerator now. <laughs> oh <my laughs> so um, on that note, uh, we have a, uh, a story we're going to read called Channel One. This was submitted anonymously to us to be read on the live stream, and we started to read some of it, but realized it's a longer story. Uh, and we were in the midst of doing a lot of stuff at the time. But this feels like a little bit of a return to form because uh, the author who wanted to remain anonymous basically seems to have written a, a pseudo lost episode story. So this kind of feels like we're going back to our roots a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, the live stream was for uh, the Bail Project. Um, it was a charity live stream. And I'm saying this because we'll probably put on another one in August. So mm-hmm. if you missed the last one, Look forward to the next one. We uh, we actually made a thirteen hundred dollars. We raised thirteen hundred for the bail project. So I'm so proud of us. <laughs> and, I'm re- <laughs> and I'm really, really grateful to everybody who listened and donated during that stream. Like you guys mean the world to us. So yeah, it uh, was a really successful stream, and it is up on the Creative Horror YouTube page for anyone who wants to still check it out. Yeah, as will this, uh, you know, eventually will be on the Creative Horror YouTube page. I'm just taking my sweet time re-uploading the entire backlog of of this podcast, as well as Midnight Marinara. Um, but usually this is the kind of plugs we do at the end of the episode. Uh, do we want to just dive right in to the story? Yes, it is fairly long, and we are starting rather late. So That's true. Uh, I'm going to wait till the almost midnight hour. <laughs> uh, why don't we do this? in the order i kind of introduced us so me kayla alan said okay are we good with that yes sounds good excellent remember a time before television was completely digital it wasn't that long ago but many people seem to have forgotten about the analog s- signals uh where that animal <laughs> many people seem to have forgotten that analog signals were the standard To the outside viewer, one might not know the difference between the two. I probably wouldn't have known the difference myself if it wasn't for my parents' large antenna behind our house. It was the size of a car and the space it required to a good quarter of our backyard. My dad loved television, and his job allowed him to afford whatever expense for his addiction. I remember there was a TV in every room of the house, even in the bathroom. Okay, good. As we said during the stream, I think this is actually a decent start. Now, um... Uh, one of the things we talked about was how realistic is this? Because there's a part of me that I, I, I'm wondering how old this is. Because later on, they're going to mention. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll continue reading and then. 
I'll yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, I will say TV in every house just sounds like a like every bar that you visit these days. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised. I there are some places I visited that like they had a TV in every single room. Actually, um, my parents were television addicted, and there was a television in every room at one point. There was a point where my mom said, "I'm tempted to put a television in our bathroom." Like that's how much they loved it. Then um, you just never leave the bathroom ever. <laughs> Uh, my room was no exception. The television was an older television cabinet, one of those with the TV built inside and had the fake drawers. It was originally our living room set, but since dad had upgraded to a 42-inch CERT, I inherited it. I guess he was tired of kicking me out of the living room when I was playing video games. Ironically, I never was much into television myself. It was never interactive enough for my taste, and I hated someone just telling me a story. Usually the TV in my room would be on Channel 4 on for my Nintendo. On rare occasions, I would turn it onto Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon when I was particularly bored with jumping on anemone. Anemones, apparently. Anemones. Apparently, <laughs> apparently there's a video game where you uh, destroy uh, aquatic creatures. It's called Echo the Dolphin. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a Nintendo game, so, oh, okay. But that was about it. I will. I was still. I was still appreciative of the set. However, um, honestly, having a television with like fake cabinets and and drawers and stuff is is kind of bitching. Mm-hmm. Like I remember seeing TVs like that and going like, "What other secrets does this thing have?" While never thinking to actually try and pour, pull the drawers open. Yeah, there's a there's a point where like I the time period is, I think early '90s is what they're talking about. But then. Uh, it's hard to gauge, but at the same time, the writer sounds like they know what they're talking about. Even mm-hmm. if this whole thing was a complete lie and um, it, this wasn't as truthful as I thought, the the author talks about it with conviction. So yeah, no, it's, it's working out um, honestly uh, so far. And plus, like again, I, I think you're right about the time period because they're playing they're playing Nintendo. I'm presuming that's an NES, not like a Super Nintendo, but it could be a SNES, you know. Mm-hmm. But that that helps define what it is. But yeah. 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 <laughs> Alan. Hi. It's Hi, Alan. 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 It's my turn. Yeah, it's your Alan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do it all in a whisper. Thank you. The egg is smart. I'm going to brush my hair into the microphone, and I hope this will calm you. <laughs> uh, I recall. Yeah. I yeah. Recall. <laughs> I recall there were 120 channels on the dial of my TV. I'm I'm that weird guy who anytime I see TV, I I almost say television. <laughs> Good, because you're a man of sophistication and taste. Because of the placement of the channels, it was easier to go backward to get to the channels that I would want to watch rather than going forward. However, this way, there was a lot of what I called ghost channels. Mm. There were mostly shows that didn't come in quite right. I'm not exactly sure why they were there. Maybe maybe the signal wasn't quite strong enough, or maybe it had something to do with how it was connected to the antenna. Most of them were just static, where you could just barely hear any talking. But I could never quite make out what it was saying. Almost every channel from 80 to 120 was one of these ghost channels. I started getting actual programming around channel 80 or so, but Nickelodeon was 78, and Cartoon Network was not so far behind. Looking back, turning the channel this way saved at most a couple minutes of my life. But it made me feel pretty efficient as a child, <clears throat> even if I had to hear annoying static. 
Annoying static. Uh, that's the only thing that doesn't feel realistic to me is the 120 channels. Um, I remember a time when I had to deal with that, though. Honestly, but, like flipping through a lot of channels that were just uh, yeah, static. Yeah, I think it would visible. depend on like your cable package. Presuming, well, I mean, but, the, but this is an antenna package, right? Yeah, this is antenna. If mm. it was, if it was oh, yeah. cable, then wouldn't it be digital? Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think you're like right, cable, TV, cable TV wasn't well, always. Oh wait, or was it always digital? I don't know. No, I, I think I no. am thinking antenna because I remember like when I lived with, we had cable with my aunts. Then when we went to visit my stepfather before, like when he was like on his own, he had antenna and he would like flip through all these channels and like a lot of them were just like I don't I wouldn't call them ghost channels, but it was just like black, no like nothing there. Oh. Yes, that was the same with my grandparents' place, too. My grandparents didn't have cable, so I would just flip and there'd be random static channels, too. But Well, I guess it's a really good um, antenna TV because it's getting Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. Which yeah, I thought that's okay, the, that's, the main, that, that's actually the main thing we talked about now that I remember. Those are cable channels. Yes. Mm-hmm. So why is it? How are they getting Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network on antenna if they're cable channels? Again, um... Again, we're also not experts on like cable TV and antenna TV. So this is despite having grown up at, when I would like until around the age of ten, I think I had cable TV. Yeah, for a number of years. Oh, I had cable for a good chunk of my life. Um, I only had it for specific periods. Um. So. Uh. My again, my parents were addicted to television, so they had no problems getting like the Dish network and like getting cable because they needed tv actually there was a point when um uh i when my mom was living with me and she's like no i need cable and i'm like who the heck watches cable this was like (laughs) this was like seven or eight eight years ago and she's like i need to have television i want to get add that to the package i'm like okay you're the only one who watches tv (laughs) on regular television anymore but all right um uh wait is it i think it's my turn? Yes. now yes. yeah but one of the stranger ones was one i called channel one the dial on the television didn't have one labeled sorry i need to wake up before i start reading but one of the stranger ones was one called channel i called channel one the dial on the television didn't have one labeled i've been told on some tvs this was the u channel but I guess it functioned the same. It went from two right to right around two hundred. It went from two right to right around one twenty. I don't. I don't blame you for being wrong. Why am I saying two hundred? Sorry. Well, then, Why are you guys making me record so late? It's not. I I make make you. I mean, we were we, we, we were trying. We're trying to be accommodating here. Can I? Can I just say? I think what's throwing you is the fact that the the first sentence has. But one of the stranger ones was one I called <laughs> channel one. <laughs> yeah, okay. That would throw anybody. However, there was definitely an audible click in between them. The channel was always, the channel was always was. It's not just me, right? The channel no, was there's, 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 those are, that's, that's, that's okay. a grammar. The channel was always was just complete static. The other ghost channels would have an actual channel trying to push through. One channel wasn't a ghost channel. It was a dead channel. No sounds of talking, no picture forming, nothing like the others, just complete static. None of the other televisions in our house even had a channel one. For some strange reason, I always felt bad for the channel. 
It seemed like it was forgotten. I'm not sure why I had a strange empathy for a television channel, of all things, but I, but I always slowed down as I got closer to it, just to acknowledge it was there. Um, even if, like, some of this isn't real, uh, realistic, they say it with enough conviction that I believe it. You know this, what? I, 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 the, the voice of the, the, that we're hearing is, is very natural. Yes. Absolutely. And that's the, why it sounds so convincing. Yeah, I think that I honestly I think this is one of those things where it's actually taking the tropes of a you know you would normally find for something like some creepy media or a lost episode and and is handling them pretty well, handling them that like tropes and not like cliches. You know what I mean? I'm actually kind of curious to see where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. I guess it. Oh, let me make sure I'm on the right paragraph. Here we go. Yep, that's it. Mm. I guess to call it a, a dead channel was wrong from of me though. Rarely there would be something on channel one i remember the very first time it happened it was summer and i was on vacation from school i was watching nickelodeon until nick at night came on i didn't really want to watch a grandma show as i not so affectionately referred to the black and white syndication that ran on the channel after dark how dare you screw you gilligan's island would come on (laughs) i was bored and not ready for sleep so i had started turning the dial to play a game of super mario bros 2 okay it's a nintendo he has a nintendo or they do. I mean, well, they said they had a Nintendo. Yeah. Well, I mean, or you mean an NES? Well, now we know it's an NES because Super Mario Bros. Two. I was going to pa- pa- I was going past the channels when I noticed an old black and white program flicker right before I reached mm-hmm. channel four. As I said, there would be times when the go- other ghost channels would have something on them, but never have I seen something in monochrome, and most definitely never on channel one. I could have sworn there were. That's where I seen it. I slowly. That okay, that that is throwing me. That's where I seen it. I slowly turned the dial back bit by bit until I got to that empty space. Sure enough, something was there. Dun dun dun. I don't remember any of the exact details at the time. I was fairly young 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 and a bit confused, and my grasp on all the grown-up language was pretty limited. I remember an older man, black suit and tie, reading a sheet of paper, speaking into a microphone with a fairly bland background his voice seemed distinguished and educated at first glance it was obvious he was a newscaster but the things he said did that said that didn't make any sense to me at the time i vaguely remember he was talking about something with world war ii it was about the pearl harbor attack and evacuations of civilians in areas that might be a future targets it was fairly serious sounding and i recall being fascinated and confused about two minutes in the signal faded back into uh empty static Nice, kind of unsettling, but not anything too oblique. I like, uh, I like the picture associated with it. The um, newscaster? Is that from a real thing? Probably the image. Although, again, if it's talking about the Pearl it, Harbor attacks, there's that anachronism because mm-hmm. it's 1942. There wouldn't have been a television newscast for it. Mm-hmm. Television. Yeah, didn't. yeah the yeah. image just looks like they overlaid the static on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean like extra points for like because there's multiple images that we already know because we read most of it earlier but yeah the the extra points for just like adding those email those image details because it does add to the story i think yeah i dig it mm-hmm. yeah i'm into it so far mm-hmm. this is probably not going to be a very funny haha episode because <laughs> we're already just kind of like no this is working there's not a, other than a couple grammatical things there's not a ton to poke at at this one mm-hmm. honestly also, I feel like we, for the first portion of the story, we've kind of already talked about it a bit more from the live stream. Yeah. We might, we might be a little more excited and like 
say anything when we get to the part we actually haven't read yet. <laughs> yeah, we'll be getting into new territory there, so yeah. we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, is it me? Yes. Thinking about it now, I would have been really creeped out that this happened, but my childlike wonder left me intrigued. It seemed fairly normal to me since old shows ran all the time, and I figured, why not the news as well? I figured Channel One was just an old news station that rarely ever came in. However, because of this rare occurrence, I became fascinated with Channel One and wanted to see what else would pop up. I sat there watching the static for an hour, but nothing happened. Disappointed and almost lulled into sleep with the white noise, I went to bed defeated. However, that moment made me obsessed with seeing something else on the secret channel. I felt like I'd seen something that I wasn't supposed to see. Mm. Or something that no one else had ever seen before. It was as if Channel One acknowledged my existence in return. (laughs) um do we find that uh uh a little too ham-fisted or is that okay no no i can accept it it. okay i'm with it i'm with it it's not jared's symptoms it's a kid being like ooh. i kind of like a little i kind of like a little more to justify like what seems to like almost immediately become an obsession with finding something else yeah i think a couple things should have a couple more things should have happened before they became more obsessed. Like maybe yeah. not just a newscaster, but then something else. And then this happened. Um, but I do know that like, I used to know someone who would um, uh, like put on a TV show, but uh, have it set to set to sleep or it would go to static. And that's how she fell asleep. Mm. I, I don't know how I, I just remember I like spent the night at her place and then I would like occasionally wake up and there was like static on her TV and she was fast asleep. I'm like, huh, this is interesting. <laughs> so yeah, it surprisingly white noise could easily put someone to sleep. I could see it. I think, I think it's also because like, I, I think maybe we'll, we'll get more lead into that. <laughs> like why the obsession works as we keep mm-hmm. going. But you I know, also, it could... when he's, he says obsessed at this point, I'm not, I think maybe because of the next line in the start of the next paragraph he it's not a hundred percent like obsession obsession and that he's like fixating on this channel all day long yeah start of the next paragraph when i was bored and didn't feel like playing video games i would turn the channel the tv on to channel one just to see if anything else would force its way blah blah blah. i'll keep but yeah so it sounds like it was maybe it became an obsession but this was maybe Mm. the starting point where it was like more of just a, a curiosity is where it started Gotcha. I became, yeah, it's yeah, curiosity it, 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 less than obsession. It, I guess it. Uh, I guess the obsessed probably wouldn't have been the best word to say. However, that moment made me obsessed. I think it says uh, maybe the 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 starting point of my obsession. Yes, but I think it, that could have been worded a bit better to show that. But there, like I said, a few grammar things, but not anything serious at this point. Mm-hmm. So far, so I'm I'm still on board. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, when I was bored and didn't feel like playing video games, I would turn... I can hear tea. Someone turning a tea. Nope. Gracie, come here. That's, oh, is it that's our dog Campbell? drinking water out of it the bowl. It sounded like someone come here, honey. stirring come a tea cup. <laughs> let, me, let me take your... Gracie had to chime in. There you go. Gracie Gracie's trying to, Grace is trying to send us to the sunken place. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I took off her collar, so... Oh. There you go, honey. I would turn the TV on channel one just to see if anything else would force its way through the dead static. It drove my parents crazy to have me listening to that harsh white noise most of the time. It eventually drove them to the point where they would demand that I either change the channel or turn it off, threatening to take the TV away if I didn't. Humorous, humorously, I remember getting the talk 
from my father because he thought I stumbled on the scrambled <laughs> panel, only to find only to find out that wasn't the case. But they never believed me when I told them what I saw, claiming that Channel One didn't exist. Hmm. Disbelieving parents, but rational reason for it. Again, it's fine. <laughs> I kind of. I'm kind of down to push through till we get to the parts that we haven't read before. What do y'all think? Yes. I have not read any of this. Oh, oh that's right. That's right. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So, what do you? What think? are your hot takes so far, Alan? Um. Yeah. I'm really. I'm really digging the setup a lot so far. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's something anyone can identify with. Just there being blank channels with static and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Whenever I got blank channels of static, it was usually like I, you know, I would vaguely, it would either look vaguely like shopping, a shopping channel or something in Spanish. So, yeah. (laughs) So, you know, Uh, but despite these threats, I intently watched most of the time with the sound turned down just enough that I could hear it. The rubber bands inspired me. Them telling me not to watch it, even denying its existence only made my, the curiosity worst. I watched it for weeks over the summer. Most times it would be nothing, but eventually my efforts paid off. I recall four more incidents of something coming up on Channel One after that day that I remember seeing that strange newscast. These events were a week or two apart at completely random times of the day. Each of these only lasted for a minute or two before they faded away. The first one that I saw was a cartoon of all things. Through the faint static, there was an image of a sun that was breathing fire on the land, causing the water to dry up and the plants to die in a cartoonish way. There was no voice acting, only a narrator that talked over the show. I could barely hear him through the static. From what I could tell, there was a Native American village that was dying from the heat of the sun. A Native American boy tried to give animals water, but that was left, all that was left, wait, all that was left was a drop. Before the plot could develop any further, the whole thing faded into static. Um, have you, when I was little, I'm not sure if this ever happened to you guys, but uh, did you not understand like oh some certain tvs do not have the same channels as you and then like there was a point i went to my grandparents house and i'm like well why isn't cartoon network working i remember that happened the first time and like oh but we don't have that but it's on 37 it it doesn't exist here yeah today. that i remember that happening <laughs> when i visit my grandparents eventually i had to learn you know where the channels i wanted were on on different people's tvs yeah <laughs> yeah yeah is it me again Yes, yeah, it is. Believe it or not. <laughs> cool. Um, the second time. That, yep. The second time was the newsman again. This time, talking about a rather terrible story of a young girl who was murdered in a park somewhere in California. He made brief mention of the scene. Our body was discovered in two different locations, so the details were intentionally vague. He made mention of a police investigation not turning much of anything, and he demanded that if I knew anything about it, to contact the authorities. I remember he said something like it was a black daisy murder or something to that effect before the scene faded into the static. <laughs> Is this supposed to be a reference to the Black Dahlia? I think that's what I was trying to hint at. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Misremembering it because of the static. Yeah. Well, it did happen. I mean, it happened in California. I think it was at a park. Yeah. Yeah. Found, in, TV, found in multiple places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is such a dark story. Oh, yeah. It is? Yeah. If I remember correctly, that was in 1947. Oh, I think you're right. When did the bell oh, that... oh, while you're... While I look up the Black Doll. Uh, <laughs> Sade, 
Yes, sorry. I was just trying to think, because like, it sounded like you said it was like the same newscaster, and I was like, well, how long was the Black Dahlia murder? After? 1947. Yep, it was at Leymerick Park in Los oh, Angeles. Yes. Never remember numbers. <laughs> so this is this is an anachronistic. This is an anachronistic newscaster. Well, the interesting part is like the first one was about um, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. And then now it's I don't know what the the second one is the cartoon the cartoon that that's going over my head but it could be easily a cartoon from the 1940s but the third one is clearly uh so we know we know two of these so far are in chronological order we don't know if the cartoon takes place in that order i really want to know if they're like referencing an actual cartoon and i i want to say they might be if the two other events are actual actual events that they're referencing okay the third mm-hmm. one <clears throat> uh the third one was what seemed like an old weather report i remember someone besides the new cast newscaster talking about how the cold weather was great for the season he mentioned the low temperatures and the snow falling it was a very stark contrast to the humid hum- humid summer heat i was dealing with i honestly don't remember much of this because i believe this one came in at 3 a.m it was, and I only caught it due to the static cutting out and waking me from a dream. It was a doc. Oh, should I read that line? Because I think we like. No, I well, the line's in there. I think we just got to read it verbatim. <clears throat> okay. It was Doctor Who and the Sensorites. So I'm not even sure if that line is supposed to be there. We kind of talked about it during the stream because it mm-hmm. seems kind of weird and out of place. Yeah. After we got through the next paragraph or two, we were like that, that one line up there didn't. Yeah, because it basically describes what the next one is. I wonder if that line was meant to go in the the image caption. If that because we have that image caption next to it. Oh yeah, it could, or it could also be like a note the author left in there for themselves, possibly too. All right, well let's let's keep going. And okay, yeah, the last part we're now getting to the kind of to the point where we're we're cashing up. Uh, The last broadcast I caught though, it was rather disturbing and different from anything else I ever seen. Before then, everything I had seen was at least recognizable. What came across the last time was too frightening for my young mind. It was some older man in a nice outfit and a monocle-looking thing in his hand. I distinctly remember he spoke with a thick accent of some kind. However, the static distorted his features where I could not see any face, but what was worse were the creatures he was talking with. They had distorted skulls, long faces, and slits for eyes. I don't remember seeing no- noses or mouths, but their skin was leathery and dark. I remember they were aliens of some kind, but not having any exposure to sci-fi, they looked like burn victims. The static was just thick enough that I could not even make out any details to relieve the stress in my mind. Yeah, you know the stories people people tell about hiding behind the couch when the Doctor Who theme came on, like as a, as a almost Pavlovian kid response to that show? Is because you know some, there were some scary things on there for like kids in the sixties and seventies when it first started. Uh, didn't it, uh, Doctor Who came out in nineteen sixties? If I recall, uh, sixty three actually. So yeah, we're like, oh man, I just looked up when this episode came out. I think it said sixty seven. Oh, Doctor Who and the Sensorites? This that specific episode. I think it said 67, or it might have been 64. I already forgot because I went, I moved on to trying to search this for this cartoon. I think, <laughs> it's all good. I think, um, I think this would have been the first Doctor, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Um, Kayla is furi- also furiously. I'm trying to look up and see if this cartoon exists. Like, uh, like a, a sun burning village? 
um maybe it's 1940s but oh man sounds like almost like if you go if we go with the assumption that it is it took it aired between 41 and 47 then it has to be a 40s cartoons um i know we had like the superman cartoons back then so sorry Look up. Um, I'm getting distracted. My, my flesh brothers. Um, <laughs> it's uh, all good. I can, uh, oh, who's? It's your turn. Okay, I can read and. Okay, I was say, gonna, say I, and I will like start. I was going to say. I suggest looking up since it's most since it said it's mostly a narrator and no one's talking. Look up. Uh, there's a Disney cartoon uh, that is uh, Hi- uh, Hiawatha. Hiawatha. Hiawatha, and it, it does have a a only a it's you know it's a little Native American boy. I don't remember more of the story than that, except that he, the, all the audio is done by a, with a narrator. No, none of the other characters or animals have dialogue. Uh, as, a, as a child? As a child, this vision scared me so much that I remember leaping out of my bed, turning the TV off as quick as I could. I ran into my parents' bedroom crying, trying to explain what I just saw. They didn't believe anything I said about Channel One. They played it off as just as it was just static, and my eyes were playing tricks on me before berating me about watching Channel One again. Since then, I had always gone the long way around the dial. I made damn well sure that I stayed away from Channel One as much as possible. Okay, and now we are in, now, for, for those of us who are reading out on the stream, we are now in brand new territory. Oh. How do you feel Ooh. about it so far, Alan? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I like it a lot so far. Um, yeah, I mean... That was, uh... I don't, I don't know, um... I'm trying to gather my thoughts. That's uh, okay. I don't. It's, it's late. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if like I, I. I don't know if I I buy into the the whole like immediately just too scared to ever go go back to it, either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends on how old the kid is. Mm-hmm. But... Actually, yeah, we don't know how old this child is. I mean, if they were seven, even then, it's like. It's like they had this curiosity, and then all of a sudden something creepy happens, and then, uh. <sighs> hmm. It's, I, maybe I was just a weird kid, but I'd have been all like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> well, especially how often do you get to watch? Like, if as presumably this is in America, how often would you get to watch Doctor Who episodes just on antenna TV and not, not on like you know like PBS? Yeah. Especially Doctor Who censor rights. Good shit. Yeah. As All a right. child, hey. fortunately, I didn't use that TV for much longer, as I had gotten a new, gotten as I had gotten new TV for Christmas that year, as well as a Super Nintendo. Undoubtedly, they bought this for me to alleviate the issues I had with Channel One. This TV didn't have the ghost channels, and not even a way to access Channel One. However, the old TV was still in my room due to it being. Fairly useful as a as desk. <laughs> Fairly useful as desk to put the new TV on top of. Okay. Besides, that TV cabinet was roughly six hundred pounds, and my parents had no desires to no desire to drag that thing out of my room for a long time. The TV just went unused, and Channel One was completely out of my mind at this point. Did we? Did we switch order? Did we? Wait, did, didn't I? I said something right. I read the last one, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. so this that was that saying. was Alan's paragraph. Oh, oh, was that? I thought Alan read. Nope, I just read said it. a bunch of shit. 
welcome to welcome to under welcome to overly tired analysis (laughs) this is not a slumber party we're hell we're doing this on a we're doing this on a sunday night some of us have to work in i have to work in the morning it wasn't until 15 years later that old tv would be used again i had inherited dad's flat screen tv from his room after he got yet another upgrade it was nice but it only had composite cables. No plugs for an RF adapter. But this time, analog on televisions was being phased out for digital, so there was less and less need for coaxial cables. Didn't really bother me, because every other console I had supported it outside of my old Nintendo. I knew there was a composite cable option, but I never bothered investing it. Hmm. 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 Narrator knows, narrator knows their shit. Yeah, this person... Again, they say it with such conviction, you can't help but believe them. But... Yeah, and honestly, the the rationale for like when stuff actually happens like makes sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so uh, the setup is great. I'm really digging this. Um, but one day, I just had this urge to play Super Mario Bros. Two again. Gotta I throw them played... nips. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, just, you guys don't you guys don't call turnip nips <laughs> oh my god oh did we have that discussion about like someone i i, I uh, follow on um on twitter referring to selling turnips is going to sell nips yeah my friend refers to to them as nips he'll be like how are your nips doing and i'm like please don't please don't say it like that <laughs> hey are your nips frosty today <laughs> I can't wait until we get into winter for Animal Crossing to say that. Got my frozen nips ready to sell. You know, David's nip went uh, rotten this uh, today. And... <laughs> yeah, I found my nips all covered in ants. God damn it. I just, I just. A fly, a fly was, it was um, just buzzing around his nips. <laughs> You know, I wish there was a better word. There's just no good, no good word for nips. No. <laughs> I I just plugged in the TV cabinet and plugged in the Nintendo. It was simple. The old Nintendo RF adapter, as well as the antenna cable, was already in the back. I had no desire to move the heavy TV to unplug it, even after all these years using it as a desk. However, since my dad had moved on to digital cable, the only channels that were coming in were the analog channels anyone could get. The huge antenna in our backyard was still functional, so the quality of the signals was fairly good. Um, I will say, interestingly enough, like if you want to play Super Mario Brothers two, but you have a Super Nintendo, just you could get um, you know Super Mario All Stars and have the remake. All Stars, bro. Yeah, exactly. Fucking that was you know fun fact that was actually the first um, uh, video game I remember playing like for any length of time beyond just stuff that was in like arcades. I had a friend huh. who lived next door and he had Super Mario All-Stars with Super Mario World. So that my very first video game experience was playing the All-Stars version of Super Mario Brothers. Nice. Yeah. I didn't own a I didn't own a console for many, many years. So that was my my exposure to it. Uh, I think it is you, Kayla. Curiosity consumed me as I browsed through the channel to see what we were still getting. After some clicking through more than 100 dead channels, there was one I needed to check. Of course you did. It was a good long time before I had even considered looking at it again, and I still vaguely remembered the creepiness of it. But now I just dismissed it as childlike imagination, as I was told it was. I turned the 
I turned the to channel one. <laughs> I turned the nip to channel one. <laughs> <laughs> On first glance. I twisted the nip. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh God. I, I, that just pain <laughs> flashed in my head. Jesus. I'm sorry. Uh, on God, no, you're not. Undercooked analysis. Twist the myth. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to the podcast is like twisting and death. Oh my <laughs> Jesus Christ. If you're into that sort of thing, it hurts good. Welcome to Undercooked Analysis, aka purple nurples. <laughs> On first glance, it was nothing but static, but there was something different in this this static than it was all the other dead channels. It was harsh, almost scrambled. There was a strange, constant sound coming through. It's hard to explain. It sounded like someone was talking underwater. Every couple of seconds, an extremely high-pitched sound would come in and slowly fade, like the sound your ears made when they were ringing. Yeesh. Oh, I hate that. God. Ears ringing sucks so much. It really does. I used to, when I used to go to concerts uh, quite a bit, uh, and just before going to sleep. Oof. I intensely, intently, sorry, <laughs> I didn't intensely watch for a good minute. I was intensely watching. Because <laughs> <laughs> my face was pressed up against the screen. I intensely watched for a good minute trying to make out what was going on. I could see the video ever so faintly through the static. In my mind's eye, it was the news reporter, with the paper and microphone as I had seen about as I had seen about long before. I humored at the luck of stumbling upon something on Channel 1 after all these years. I humored. As I said, it was 15 years since I even looked at it, and I remember spending weeks worth of time for the random two minutes of content. Quite literally, I'm, what the fuck... Sorry. That's just, it's weird. <laughs> there's, some, there's some odd grammar in this one. Yeah. No, not the grammar. Like, if you speak to the curiosity of childhood is one thing, but like spending weeks worth of time going watching Channel One for, for like two minutes. Yeah, that's a, something yeah. happening. Mm, good point. It's like, now I'm reading it more clearfully, and I'm like, oh, it was 15 years since I even, like, and I remember. So he would spend, like, as a child, spend weeks looking for it? Yeah. I get, I got the impression that it was more like he would leave it on while doing other things. Because there was a point where he said it woke him while he was sleeping. So it sounded like he just left it on while he was dozing off. But mm. that should be described but, a little better, though. Yeah. Say, I, I feel would... like the the uh, the grammar mistakes and how clunky some of the wording is is maybe English is not their first language or they're not used to um they're 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 a fairly new writer this is a very early story for them I'm thinking more it's a first draft I'm yeah like, oh definitely a first draft like it, I I think uh like it, as a story it's not bad like this is actually mm-hmm. a very well done way to talk about a creepy um television uh creepypasta i guess what's a there's a i mean it's not exactly a lost episode pasta but it has that feel it's an eerie eerie media yeah mm-hmm. and, and it's done for the most part very well it's just i think another read through of this to just clean up the grammar and the clunky writing and maybe he's thinking mm, 
adding some details so it sounds a little more realistic. Um, I mean, for the most part, it's pretty easy to suspend disbelief for a lot of this, but other uh-huh. parts I go, eh, well, you're throwing me a little bit. And that's, yeah, I'm with you, Alan. Yeah. Um, any. The signal. The signal. The signal grew stronger. It became easier to make out, and eventually I was treated to a fuzzy picture. It became easier to make out as the porn <laughs> channel came through. Aw, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Things going into other things. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of nips. <laughs> Went, from throwing nip. nips. <laughs> Went from throwing nips in Super Mario Brothers to seeing nips on TV. However, <laughs> as the picture started coming through, a sense of dread washed over me. It looked like the reporter, but something was deformed with his face. It looked disproportionate. His head was large. I'd say roughly one and a half times the size of a normal human, making it very easy to see the details despite all the static. It had a shiny rubber texture to it and was expressionless. His lips were barely moving and the eye sockets seemed dark and empty. It was as if he was wearing a cartoonish mask of himself. I was confused at first. It was then that I realized I was watching the music video for Land of Confusion by Jenna. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was confused at first, but then the whole face just changed expression, this time looking angry. The mouth seemed to grit non-existent teeth and the brow furrowed with a scowl. The mouth grew wide like a snake unhinging its jaw then slammed shut, and his face turned completely neutral again. It seemed wrong. It wasn't quite a mask or a puppet. It was like someone was wearing skin that didn't fit. Yee. That is, and there's a picture here. And how did they get the pictures? That is uncomfortable to look at. Like I can't. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it's Wait. puppet-like, but it doesn't. The, how are you doing? Below, yeah, it's like Newcaster. Uh, Alright. Alright. Okay. So it's not. It's not. Totally it's not moving. That probably helps. Uh, his movements were exaggerated, his head bobbing up and down repeatedly as he talked. It wasn't in any sort of rhythm or motion, just completely seratic. His hands were moving the papers in exaggerated motion as he flipped through them. On the papers, it was complete scribbles, ran haphazard. On the papers, it was com- complete scribbles, ran haphazardly across the page. Let that sink in. It seemed like as if something was imitating a caricature of the reporter, like a parody or satire. As he spoke, the strange reverse gloving and harsh static coming through. A screech that sounded like a roar of a robotic elephant came piercing through the static that caused me to freeze in fear. A thought just came to me. Because uh, we mentioned, like, um, during the 1940s, a lot of these would probably be radio broadcasts, not television. Yeah. What if these are all radio broadcasts in one way or another. It, think about it. Like, um, uh, there used to be like, uh, um, audio dramas, like in, during that time too, that mm-hmm. could have been what the whole cartoon Indian thing was or native American thing was maybe. Oh, you know what? Come to think of it. Um, you know, Dr. Who has had lots of radio dramas too. And then this, what if this was, what if Dr. Who and the sensor rights was just a, visual interpretation of a tv picking up uh, radio signals and converting them into images and then here uh if we remember there's charlie the um the the ventriloquist and in a weird way uh 
there is a there's something quite creepy about a person saying i'm talking with a ventriloquist and it's like you don't even see the dummy it's on the radio oh yeah that's right it was like one of the most popular radio shows that's so weird i remember that Hmm. um i think i think you're on for the next one so uh did you guys see that there's a little play sound thing i did see that um i'm gonna play it real quick and future david if you can edit this in this sound uh it's not letting me open it on my phone oh that is loud turning it down is that better well, I'm going to assume it's very Oh, that is uncomfortable. Yeah, that's oh, pretty that is, good. That is creepy. Yeah, wow. Ooh. Yeah, and I'm going to assume it's very scary. Yeah, no, it's the same because I have my best copy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's probably better not. I will just trust you'll hear it in the playback. Future David will edit it in. It is if okay. he can. Thank cool. you, Future David. That is, yeah, I'm like, ooh, that makes me. It is creepy. It's really creepy. Um, uh, it was then I noticed the other proportions. His hands were dangling. like it, it was like skin was hanging off the bone and had no real muscle structure to it, bending and folding nearly flat at some points, his pinky not moving at all, just dangling loosely. Two fingers and the index and the thumb were no longer by an in- a good inch. His limb seemed unusually long with his forearms disappearing behind the desk and his arms stopping all the way down. Even his body frame was disturbing, resembling long, nearly rail-thin proportions. I Where did they get that, actually? That is a really good picture. Actually, um, yeah, I, that is a really good picture. It looks like an actual photograph, not a <laughs> I think this person either had some Photoshop skills or had a friend with Photoshop skills. Yeah. And they, I mean, they also added the sounds through static too. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that they added all this media. It works for the story. It adds to it, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, he looked at the camera and you could see these strange looking eyes just gazing right at you underneath the mask's dead eyes. I didn't realize that wasn't entirely in black and white. But I could see the cyan colored ores behind the slits. Like the whole studio was washed from color rather than broadcasted in monochrome. His head suddenly twitched and shook violently. Then static overtook the image. I was going to read that one line. <laughs> I refused to read more. No, you've been, you've, you've just been, you've just been uh, abandoned by the wolves. Abandoned to the wolves. <laughs> yeah. You've been abandoned by the wolves. <laughs> the wolves won't even take you. You don't get to party with the wolves anymore. No. <laughs> he, was... On on he walked and sometimes drove and occasionally he partied with the party desert, with creatures, desert creatures. But not the wolves. <laughs> yeah. I was enthralled but frightened. My hand was still on the dial frozen. I wasn't quite sure if what I was seeing was actually happening. Maybe it was my mind playing tricks on me and I was just seeing things through the static. I remember exhaling violently, as I had forgotten to take a breath the entire time that was going on. My mind tried to reason with itself. Maybe I just witnessed something and took it out of context, like I caught the last end of a Saturday Saturday Night Live skit. Hell, maybe I imagined the entire thing. Rational, I suppose. That's actually adding the whole the last end of a Saturday Night Live skit. That's not a bad way to look at it. Like, they could be... I mean, there's 
you've seen there's parts of scenes that if you take it out of context you're like what the hell is well, this we'll think about i mean at satellite live skit i thought imagine instead of this scene they see someone open a door and a giant exaggerated shark leaning forward and eating them. <laughs> <laughs> oh i guess that must have been the end of a saturday night live skit <laughs> but just as i started to calm down and change the channel i heard a voice that had been lost to my memory if it, it was the reporter there was no image available, just static, and the voice was faint and barely intelligible from the noise. I had turned the volume up full blast just to make out what he was saying, and for some for some reason feeling like he could explain what I just saw. His words were broken, with at least a second's worth of pause between them, and the tone from one word did not match the next, as if someone was using a soundboard. Even after a decade later of, after hearing it, I could remember it clearly as yesterday. You Good might, morning. Yes, I was just going to say user chip voice. Danger. Killing. Everyone. Earth. Time. Twenty. Twenty-nine. Everyone. Evacuate. Twenty. Twenty-nine. All. Dead. Good night. And good luck. <laughs> Thank you, Dan Rather. <laughs> and I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good film, by the way. Um, network. Yep. I completely recommend it. Sorry. No, it's like for a second, Alan. I, I as you were reading that, all I could think of was like, well, Alan just became one of those, uh, one of those like uh, code radio stations, yeah. like a number station type thing. Yeah, a number station. Yeah, that oh. was, was very good. There was a loud screeching roar followed by complete sound garbage. Are you play bass for complete sound garbage? <laughs> <laughs> we weren't in that band very long. Painful ear piercing gibberish i played bass for them too <laughs> did i but i alan did you ever did, did you play bass for frosted nips uh no no i vehemently turned down an offer from frosted nips. Mm, okay fair enough Probably because I had the TV on full blast to hear the faint speech. Then the signal just cut out completely. Normally there was a small fade to static, but this was an immediate feed cut. A feeling of nausea and worry overcame me, and I felt my tongue pulled back into my throat. I had trouble comprehending what I just saw, my mind racing miles per second. I gripped the dial so hard. I gripped the nip so hard that I had shattered <laughs> I had shattered the plastic casing underneath my fingers, and I didn't realize that I was bleeding. That's mm. a hard nip. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest of nips. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Okay. I had let Channel 1 stay on for over an hour with that loud static just to see if I could hear anything else. But nothing came up. I left it on for days, weeks, months. I bought a DVD recorder to record when I slept and while I was at work. For almost a year of my life, I had spent hours with both televisions on. What the hell? One watching what I missed and one watching what might yet to be. I dreamed in static. I had nightmares of those horrible, disfigured proportion doppelgangers of the newspaster. My entire life was consumed by this television. I was hoping, begging to hear anything. My God. But despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage. You want to read that sentence? <laughs> yeah, I just did. I mean, but despite my efforts... Uh, that was the last time I heard anything from that channel one. The, the, uh, this obsession doesn't feel justified as much. You know what I mean? 
unless I maybe it, unless they're trying to make the argument that like the obsession is like a a supernatural side effect of the channel. Oh, maybe. If that's a case, it should be that should be noted a little. Well, who knows? Maybe uh, once we finish it, I can. Yeah, maybe. Well, it, it's a harder sell. So mm-hmm. we'll Look, see where I'm. I'm curious to see where this story finishes and there, how, how much. How much more is there? Out of curiosity, not, not how much. Too much. Yeah. Okay, so it doesn't overstay its welcome. Uh, my parents, which I was still living with at the time, became so concerned that they forced me to see a psychiatrist to explain it to me. He said I had some sort of psychotic episode from stress, that my mind had made up the whole event. Not once did he reassure what I might have seen could actually happen. He told me to quit watching Channel One, but I refused. He tried to put me on medication, but I refused. Oh, God. He eventually ordered me to take the TVs out of my room, telling my parents that I shouldn't be allowed to watch the TV unsupervised. Again, I refused. It wasn't until my father eventually smashed the old TV and burned it while I was at therapy that my search was forced to stop. Oh, no. Oh! That thing could fetch a pretty penny on eBay if it's in good shape. I had spent some time zip zip blah flam lock on boom blam I had spent time looking up what might have happened, searching forums, doing research, anything I could. The most common explanation I got was some of the old TV waves are sent out to space, and sometimes they could. Mm. Mm. And sometimes they come back if they bounce off a planet or something. That explained why I might have seen those old news reports, but I never got a good explanation on what I saw that day. My mind tries to wrap around the possibilities, but I never found any answers, other than people who seem even crazier than I am. I've been told that it was aliens warning us about some asteroid coming to the Earth, with the government trying to cover it up. Some told me my TV was possessed by a demonic spirit, spirit offering me prophetic knowledge. Some told me it was a message from the future, appearing through a wormhole. <laughs> I'll, I'll appear through your wormhole. Jesus Christ. Proud <laughs> of yourself? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's past midnight. I, I, I'd be proud of myself for anything at this point, as long as it involves staying awake. Good. It's real good. And many told me that I was lying or that I was crazy, as if it was just some story I wrote for attention or to just scare people. (laughs) (laughs) Meta. Meta. Just just a pinch. It's a pinch of meta. I'm I am not sure what I saw. I just know I've seen something. Something that maybe I shouldn't have seen but did. Or maybe it was something that was complete, meant for us to see, but many just neglected the unlabeled channel. A channel that was completely removed from most TVs after that. I believe Channel 1 was trying to communicate something to me. Um, another thought, because of that whole creepy part, I was thinking that maybe it might have something to do with like the Cold War. Ooh. Like, that could be a broadcast from 1960s about the Cold War. But a really distor- distorted one involving a... a, a- horrifying puppet version of the uh, yeah i mean i don't know um i just remember there was a point my um uh my grandma once telling me that um in their small town the lights went out uh uh, and all that that's all that happened the lights went out and everybody thought that like world war three had started like it's the commies yeah they all thought that they were uh, under their seats they had freaked out it was just the light the lights had 
went out. That's mm. it. <laughs> was that the night the lights went out in Georgia? No, this was, was that the night they hung an innocent man. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, it, it, you'd be surprised how freaked out people can be like just uh, by one little thing. And it's like, we're all going to die. 29 minutes, you know? Yeah, I get you. Every now and then, I desperately want to see what's on Channel 1 to hear any messages that might have been left out there. It's like some twisted obsession. But now analog TVs are a thing of the past. I couldn't even replicate the same setup anymore, at least not without hundreds of thousands of dollars. It might be impossible now. I just want to know if there were any other messages meant for us, things we might have missed. Thousands of minutes in my life go by, and each one containing a possible message, a warning that I might have missed, a narrative that I needed to hear. I wonder if the change to digital was with best intentions for us. Was it just because of better quality pictures and less frequency pollution? Yes. Yeah. Or maybe something was seeing us. Seeing our society filled with violence, murder, killing our planet. Seeing our fingerprints passing through empty space. Only for someone or something to pick up light years away. Or, or maybe... maybe... Oh, sorry. I thought you left it. You... Nope, you go ahead. <laughs> Or maybe the change was to prevent us from seeing what they were sending back. Now, I'm not saying it's aliens. <laughs> but it's aliens. <laughs> um, you know, you know. And I'd like know. to read my favorite, my favorite comment from the comment section of this one. Okay. From a fandom user. Tits. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yeah, I went there. <laughs> <laughs> you know the way I'm more disappointed in they should have said nips oh <laughs> uh, well you the know the story is actually fairly solid for a typical but there, I, there's some things that need to be strengthened like I, I don't think the obsession is justified at all yeah and I'm kind of confused why it's like oh this is a message I needed to hear what makes you assume that I feel like if there had been something in that that last message that maybe connected to him personally or like maybe hinted at something that yeah like if he had pieced together like oh maybe this this might have been warning about this that I know happened um then the obsession would I don't know I feel yeah I need some more mm-hmm. I, need mm-hmm. I mean leaving it open ended is totally fine it's just yeah I... that's always fine yeah. Um, I think uh, the smart part about this um, that I do appreciate is the fact that um, uh, it is using the whole switching to analog in a creepy manner. I haven't seen that before. Like, and it's true. That is something that did happen. We all switched to analog. Everything's gone digital. Um, and uh, to turn that into a creepy manner, it's like, oh, what if it's something, what if they did it for not just the better looking picture reason maybe there's something off-putting about it i, I do kind of like that idea that's not a bad idea not that we right missed out on something because of our our switching to digital i do like mm-hmm. that concept. i do like that i think the only thing that's throwing me is if these are all supposed to be broadcasts tv broadcasts bouncing back um the pearl harbor and black dahlia murders would not have been broadcast no because tv didn't exist in the 40s in the way the way it did you know at the point where things could be broadcast i mean tvs didn't even really start to hit major prominence until like the late 50s I mean, early, you know early I mean, 60s when, when pearl harbor happened it was 
everybody talked about how it was announced on radios. Not yeah, on- see, I was thinking of radio signals. You know, that those could be aired. By the way, um, the according to the comments, the the cartoon that was referenced is called The Adventures of Pow Wow. Has anyone ever heard of this? I'm looking it up right now. It's an animated series uh, that came out in 1949. Oh. Oh. Okay, maybe... Wait. A lot of stuff from the 40s, weirdly enough. Yeah, it was an animated cartoon that broadcast locally in New York City. Oh, it was on the Captain Kangaroo show um, during the 50s. Oh, okay. Nice. Oh, that's... Okay, that's cool. Yeah, this person knows their television history. Jeez. Um, Well, then, okay, maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure well, I mean, there was not television broadcasts well, when did, in, the, in 1942. Television TV. became available in crude experimental forms in the late 1920s, but it would be several years before the new technology would be marketed to consumers. After World War II, an improved form of black and white TV broadcasting became popular in the United, in the United States and Britain. And television sets became commonplace in homes, businesses, and institutions. During the there we go. 50s, television was a primary medium for influencing public opinion. Thank you. That, that, that was the information I... I, I that was, that's I mean, when like... society began to deteriorate. Sorry, what? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, so, I mean, there's a possibility Black Dahlia was maybe... Um... It's the Pearl Harbor thing that's throwing me. That's the yeah. main one. Which has that fun anachronistic bent, but I'm not, again, not sure what the author's intention was with that specifically. Although I do, again, and it's fine being open-ended and like open to interpretation, the weirdness of it. Like, I think it's, I think it's fine. I think it is a fine story. I I wouldn't mind. I think there's, with some tweaking, I think it could be even better. I, I think it would be nice to have it even more open to interpretation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And I think, I don't understand the, again, the obsession doesn't feel realistic. Like, why would someone, like, I would, there should be something that connects, you're right, say, there should be something that connects to him to this, um, to these broadcasts, like something. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe if he had, he had pieced, if he had mentioned that he pieced together from those earlier snippets that he caught oh i think it was referencing the black dahlia oh i think it was talking about pearl harbor so that must mean what i'm the things that i saw later are something tangible mm-hmm. and i need to keep watching to find out what it is and, it, and that maybe that could be something too it's like if these are all actual things from television maybe he's like was this something on television as well like i mean maybe he could have like the obsession could have been to look up and see, did this, something like this exist on TV? Like, was there ever, like, this puppet thing? I think that would be the thing that would catch my interest if I... I mean, that's what I'm thinking now. Uh-huh. If I heard all these, like, oh, wait, there's an Adventures of Powwow. There's a... Uh, that was on Captain Kangaroo. There was the um, Doctor Who episode. Okay, these are real things. What about this? Is this real? And then that that could be... Like slowly piecing it together over time, like yeah, or, and maybe like then could go to the internet and be like, <laughs> "Have you heard of this this thing? I'm trying to see if this exists. If this is real, <laughs> this weird looking puppet human thing." Exactly. Um, I don't know. This is, um, but yeah, uh, I I'll give I give props to the to the author for, uh, the author for this one, and I am curious to see if if they revisit it at some point, and you know. 
I understand, you know, it might have been an early one. But the, again, the, the attempt at trying to ground it in realism, I think, was pretty good. Uh, it uses its tropes well. Um, doesn't make a lot of cliche statements. Um, some of the details are creepy. I like the, the details of the puppet thing were creepy, but not like beyond, you know, not, not with, it, it showed restraint. I would say, in terms of showing a creepy thing. I, th- I think. And it, then I think another strong point is the fact that this person talked about television like they really knew how it worked. Yeah, that's what I think is cool. I, that was probably one of the, the parts I liked the best about it. Even though I think the one thing that turned me off is like 120, really. But you know what? <laughs> Spoken. They spoke like they knew what they're talking about. So it's like, hey, maybe that's how it was for them. Uh huh. So that said, uh, how about our freshness ratings, gang? Before I give a freshness rating, I want to say I just found an article on tvobscurities.com about a forgotten milestone, television and Pearl Harbor, and I guess how apparently, yeah, TVs were really fucking brand new, but apparently there were two TV stations that might have reported. Oh not my with, like, no live, way! Not with like live video, but Holy in like, some form. That's so, Oh I'll God. I'll I'll link you to the article. Or, uh, I I haven't read it. Just skim the first first article, okay. but I'll link you to it if you want to see it. That must be like one of the first like television like yeah. Like- the following essay, pieced together from a variety of sources, examines how two TV sta- TV stations in New York City reported the news of the attack. This historical news coverage marked an important milestone for TV, but it's lo- but is lost forever. Oh, Ooh, and it's lost. Oh, that's even okay. Yeah, uh, props. Okay, okay. <laughs> I give you props, writer. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Forget out. For- you know what? I wasted I'm a lot so of time. Sorry. I wasted a lot of time bringing that up. I thought I was being a real smarty pants, but you know, I'm so sorry. I ever doubted you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you uh, did have you 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 had reason to to speculate that because TV really was in it in its infancy back then. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. So. So I think that said, I'm going to give this my freshness rating of um, uh, one um, 120 channels out of a day that will live in infamy. Uh, and I'm going to give it a uh, a uh, land of confusion out of a possible Philcom. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll give it three hard nips over five rotten nips. Um, I will give it the Max Headrooms incident uh, out of um, uh, the out of the wait was I thought this why doesn't this channel exist on your station grandma (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for those who don't know look up the Max Headroom incident it is fascinating that was actually oh yeah it's good stuff yeah, it's a it's a mystery that still hasn't been solved today. Like uh someone took over a uh a station and it just showed weird stuff and nobody knows who did it or how it happened. It's just it's That's fascinating. Bonkers. Real life real real good stuff. That's like a real life creepy pasta. Right oh now. yeah, yeah. Well that said, uh I'm gonna go to sleep. That's I'm just, gonna go that... to sleep with David. Cool. <laughs> uh can, can I can I can look can I be can I be big spoon for a change? Absolutely not. Aww. <laughs> All right, fine. Hey, before I go and brush my teeth and put my footy pajamas on, um, uh, I, I I can't think of much to plug except hey, 
while you're here, go check out if you enjoyed what you hear, heard on this podcast. Please leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to us. It's really appreciated. Uh, um, and while you're at it, check out some of the other cool shows we have on the Creative Horror Network. Things like The Witching Hour, Darkly Lit, uh, Trick or Track, Midnight Marinera, uh, and The Ghost Show that only exists in the Static Between podcasts. Oh, that's my favorite podcast. I know. It's so good. Um, uh, and is any, I'm is so there tired. Else? I took you seriously for a second. <laughs> I'm so good. That goes to... <laughs> is there anything else anyone else wants to, to plug that I'm, I'm forgetting? I, my dog is scratching at the door, and I need to go deal with her nonsense. Excuse me. Um, no, I'm good. Uh, in that case... Um... Sweet dreams, everyone. I hope. Uh, sweet dreams, everyone. I hope the that creepy puppet dude doesn't pop up in your nightmares. Ah, uh, no, it'll just be it'll just be a mouse with Nathan Lane's face. Oh no! <laughs> it's gonna do numbers from the producers. <laughs> Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at CreativeHorror.com. <laughs>